The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said, Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I've gained two more. The master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you're a hard man, harvesting where you've not sown and gathering where you've not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I've not sown and gather where I've not scattered seed? Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so that when I returned, I'd have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I've been in ministry for over 20 years now. And I've observed that just as there are people who hide their talents, so there are churches that hide their talents. Churches who hoard what they have and keep it for themselves, who posture themselves so that they're facing inwardly. I know of a church that claimed that they were spending all kinds of money on outreach. In fact, that was all the money that was going to hire ringers for their choir and new robes and new music. They claimed that that was outreach because anybody in the community would be welcome to come and hear their choir. Let me be clear, I don't have anything against choirs or choir robes or good music for them. I don't have anything against hiring ringers. But this was a church that was struggling, and this was not a church whose choir was bringing in new people to the church, people who had not heard about Jesus. It was their choir, and they made an excuse for why they were spending money for outreach, really on themselves. 
Churches that hide their talents freeze when times get hard. They suddenly put up walls. They put up their defenses. Churches that hide their talents are oriented toward themselves, not others. They're churches that nobody would miss if they went away, if anybody would even notice. St. Andrew's is not one of those churches. St. Andrew's is not a church that hides the talent that God has given it. St. Andrew's is a church that faithfully deploys what God has given us, what he's entrusted to our stewardship. I pulled up an old sermon here, this one I preached back on the seventh Sunday of Easter, May 24th, which, believe it or not, is not even five months ago, although it feels like a lifetime. And this was one of the last sermons that I preached before we were able to regather. And in that, I had to say emphatically that we were not going to reopen. We were not going to reopen because we had never closed. I want to emphasize that. Even though now we are again required to worship by streaming, to worship for the 8 o'clock via Zoom, although my apologies to anybody who tried to tune in, I started the wrong meeting room. We are required for the sake of safety and public health to be back here with our organist and our tech people and our lector and myself. But it's not just about Sunday morning, as I mentioned on May 24th. This church's faithful stewardship of the facility that God's provided for us and our preparations for it to be put to greater use part of what it is to be St. Andrews. I mean, we do come together here in this space on Sunday mornings to give God the praise to his name when we're able to be together to share the joy of fellowship, but we also come here to be prepared for the mission that God has for us. And I want to say in the most encouraging way I possibly can that I think this church has been faithful to do the work God has given us to do. This church has faithfully stewarded the resources that God has given us to deploy for the sake of his kingdom. Even before we were permitted to reopen, we got special permission from the diocese, sorry, even before we were permitted to regather, we got special permission from the diocese to begin hosting blood drives. The Red Cross is running out of places that, uh, that they can host those, so we've been hosting those. And thanks to Charlie Day for taking over leading that. We've now got eight outside groups meeting here. Six of them are 12-step groups. We welcomed them. We made accommodations for them. And most recently, when we were put back on lockdown, we advocated for them with the diocese, asking that they be permitted to meet in smaller numbers with windows open. And the diocese said yes. So now those groups are not only continuing to meet, they're able to do so safely, and they're very grateful for that. 
this facility God has given us is being put to good use for the sake of our community. We've supported a host of local ministries, especially feeding ministries. Back uh, when everything got locked down, we started doing a Healing Sunday offering. Instead of our usual third Sunday healing service, we took up a special offering, not counting November. And our uh, offering this, uh, this month will go to the uh, Seventh-day Adventist Food Pantry. We've collected over $2,500 in our Healing Sunday offerings. If we add that together with the other gifts that this church has made, we've given away nearly $8,000 this year, and I've received over 6000 in gifts to my discretionary fund. By the time the year is out, we will have given away more than $15,000 to support people in need, ministries that are struggling during this time. This is money well spent, and this is money that is given by a church that is not hiding its talents, that is not hoarding the things that God has entrusted to us to be used for the sake of his kingdom, but a church that is responding with generosity and grace to those who are in need. We've also supported our diocese. As you may know, when COVID hit, the diocese informed all the congregations that they could take a reduction in their assessment, that instead of paying the full assessment, they'd be permitted to pay 90%. We said, no, we're going to continue paying the full assessment. We know some congregations will not be able to do even 90%. In the past, the diocese has helped us out and given us breaks, and now this is a year where we're able to do our part. Most recently, in the discussion of the reparations issue, we still have a great diversity of opinion about that here at St. Andrews. But I think in our participation in the discussions about that on the, uh, around the diocese, I think we contributed to the process. I think we helped the diocese to come up with a decision that is better than it would have been without our input. And we have worshiped. We have still come here, except for that one Sunday when the diocese wanted everybody to be forwarded to the, uh, to the cathedral, to their, uh, their live stream. We have worshipped here every Sunday morning, usually twice. And the way we've done that has been, I want to say, a lot of fun. Although it's easier to look at it as fun from this perspective rather than when we talked after the service and said, oh, the audio didn't work or the video was sideways or we need a different connection for that thing. But the attitude that people at this church have had has just been amazing. We roll up our sleeves. We say, let's try that again. Let's try it differently. I still remember after the first Sunday we regathered, I had 14 things that we needed to do differently the following Sunday, and we did them. We tried some things that didn't fly. We tried doing an evening prayer service and turned out there really wasn't as much interest for that as there has been at other churches where that's become a, a really key piece of their ministry. This coming Thursday, we'll have a service called the Benediction of the Blessed Sacrament, one that uh, many of you may not have, have uh, participated in before. Um, it's, uh, I think, an opportunity for us to uh, experience a connection to the, to the Eucharist, to Christ's body broken for us uh, in, in a contemplative form of worship. 
and we'll try it out. And if that's something that serves folks, that enables us to glorify God, then we'll do it. And if not, then we'll give back the monstrance to the Anglo-Catholic parish that lent it to us. We've adjusted, we've adjusted, and we've adjusted some more. And we have preached the message that only the church has. All kinds of organizations can tell you to get your act together. All kinds of organizations can tell you to be generous to those in need. All kinds of people can have good advice, but what we bring here is not just good advice. We bring good news. The good news that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sins against them. And because that's true, and because we believe it, we live accordingly. We live as people who know that we are not the master. We are the servant who has been entrusted by the master with stewardship responsibilities. As I said on May 24th, this really is not our church. This is Jesus' church. It's to be put to use for his purposes. We have the privilege of being entrusted with its stewardship, but it's his. What happens to churches that hide their talents? I do believe that God graciously takes away what they have and gives it to others who will make better use of God's resources, God's people. But I don't think we're going to see what that looks like here because this is not a church where we hide our talents. This is a church where we make the most of what he has entrusted us with We faithfully deploy it for the sake of his kingdom. And so the message I have this morning is one of gratitude and encouragement. I pray we continue to be a church that faithfully, even recklessly, deploys the good things God has entrusted to us. And I have every expectation, as I said on May 24th, that we will one day hear him tell us, well done, good and faithful servants. Amen.